1: Moto 60 show presented by Max's Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Dead on HopeMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome, everybody, another edition of Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Get Pro Taper and Max's Tires Thursday, May 3rd. Wow here round 17 of the monster energy JMA supercross series the final round this weekend here in las vegas i do not have to get on a plane i just have to drive down to the stadium it's amazing wasn't anaheim one just like yesterday it's here man three titles this weekend jason anderson aaron plessinger zach osborne all looking to clinch all looking good to clinch too if you ask me And, uh, yeah, looking forward to a good show today with your phone calls, 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let's talk some Supercross. Let's talk some Nationals. The Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships coming up in one week, well, uh, one week off and then week, uh, kicking off at Hangtown. So there's lots to talk about when it comes to the sport right now. And uh, let me know what you think uh, at that phone number, 702-586-7857. We are giving away a Fly Racing F2 helmet. It's their top-of-the-line helmet that they have. The same one, Blake Baggett, Wesson wear, Seven Deuce Deuce, and, and many others out there. So uh, call in. Get a good question. Get your chance to win this helmet. And uh, we thank you people for listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Flyracing.com, bro. Please check them out on the web. Uh, they've got some great stuff out there. Many lines of different gears, lots of different colors, different colorways, different designs. Easy to purchase and look at at your local dealer. And uh, whether it's a helmet, whether it's the gear, whether it's a watercraft stuff, whether it's uh, hard parts, Flyracing.com uh, has got you covered. Also, to the folks at Get, uh, Justin Barsha, Josh Hill running Get Pro products uh works part for your production machine everybody two-stroke ignitions as well uh whatever you've got uh for a four-stroke or two-stroke get has got you covered these guys have won so many world championships over in europe it's ridiculous uh i think it's something like 486 that's roughly what they've won the folks at get and also to protaper ProTaper protaper.com Check them out on the web. They're looking to clinch with Anderson and Osborne this weekend using ProTaper uh, driving and uh, handlebars, drive components and uh, control components. Uh, Their handlebars, uh, of course, were first patented back in the early 90s, the crossbarless bars, and they continue today. Geico Honda, JGR Suzuki, also the teams that run uh, Pro Taper and Maxis Tires, MXST Tire coming out real soon. We're going to give some away at some point here shortly, developed by Jeremy McGrath, whether it's your car, whether it's your, your truck, your UTV, your mountain bike, your dirt bike. Maxis Tires has you covered, maxis.com We thank those guys as well. And uh, yeah, and you guys, 702-586-7857. Paul Parabinos and Jason Thomas will be on the show. Perhaps, let me check. Not yet, no reply yet. But we might have a current rider on the show. Also, uh, I'll let you know on that. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. He's back after two weeks off. We missed the other guy already. The,
0: Tis legendary. I'm back and more mediocre than ever. Yes, absolutely. Yes. What? How uh, you went on a cruise? I went on a Disney cruise uh, out of Florida, went down to um, St. Thomas and St. Martin and junk like that, living the uh, construction dream. Check you out. Yeah, right. Big
2: Goofy and Mickey running around on the decks.
0: Oh, they were all over the place. See, that would drive me a little nuts. It it's actually crazy. Not that anybody cares how much Disney is. Even like the 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 upholstery has little Mickey ears on it. Like it's insane the attention to detail they have on there. But it's a little too much.
2: Now I went on one cruise. Yes. um And I what I hated about it was they at that night they say, hey, you're gonna have dinner. You're gonna sip aside these random strangers. Like, you know, you got to sit all with, next to these random strangers. I hated that. We was never just, did that. Was
0: it just you and, like, one other person
2: that went? Me and my wife. Okay. And so they just said, hey, you're assigned seating. Uh-huh. Here you got to sit beside these people that you don't know, and they're uh-huh. going to try to talk to you, and I don't want to do any of that. And so I, I hated see that. that, yeah. So... Did you have to sit beside, like, Mickey and Goofy and Donald uh, Duck?
0: So I went with my wife, and then I have two kids, and then we went with her parents. So there was technically six of us total, which filled out a table. If I had a bigger part than that, they would have given us a bigger table. So, no, we did not have to deal with any I, I don't like that.
2: that. Beat it. I don't want to talk to you about, you know. I, your, I, yeah.
0: I would agree 100% with that, actually.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we just ditched all the crews and, and went and ate at the, at the different restaurants. We never ate at the formal dinner. Sure, yeah, yeah. Didn't like it. I think I had to put a collared shirt on, too. I didn't like that, either. Ooh, yeah. really? Yeah, I'm not, mm. I'm not down with that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so 702- Did they let you in with
2: cargo shorts and a collared shirt? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that was fine. Uh 586 eighty six, seventy five seven. Tits is back. I'm back. How many of the outdoors are you going to miss? Are you just going to come in randomly on those two, or are you going to be in all year? Mm, we'll see. Um, I'll
0: let you know a week or so beforehand. That way, you can plan on it.
2: That sounds about right. Uh, let's get Parabinos on the line. Let's get to uh, Ryan. He's on one. Ryan, what's happening? How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you
1: boys
3: doing today?
2: Good. What is your future headline that you have for us?
1: All right, here's what I got for you Plessinger puts it on top at Hangtown, or Osborne obliterates at Hangtown. What are we thinking?
2: Oh, man, I got to go with the Osborne one because he was so good there last year. Um, um, Joey Savacci really good at Hangtown, also. Uh, Plessinger has still been riding, you know, supercross, fo- focused on supercross a little bit. Um so I'll go with Osborne.
1: What about Tits? What do you got, Tits?
2: Tits is on the phone, bro. Uh Osborne. Osborne. Yeah, he loves Osborne. He loves Zach Osborne, so he's always gonna say that. All right boys, thanks for taking my All call. Right. Thank job. you, man. Appreciate it. We need to do some more future headlines down the road on the Pulp Show. Uh those are fun. But uh it's hard to say. Hard to bet against Stavachi or Osborne for Hangtown when it comes to 250 class. I mean, there could be somebody else, absolutely, no doubt, but uh, I don't know if it's Aaron Plessinger. I think uh, Aaron would heat up later on in the series. Uh, speaking of heating up, let's get to our next guest from ProTaper, com. Paul Parabinos, what's up, Paul? How are you?
1: What's up, Steve? I'm wonderful.
2: Osborne or Plessinger more likely to win Hangtown in your eyes?
1: More likely... Um... More likely Osborne, but neither of them are going to win. Oh yeah, yeah. You forgot about number
2: six. Yeah, no, I did not forget about number six. But yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to be good, right?
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, uh. I think he's going to be real good. So uh, um, it should be cool to watch outdoors get going. I think it should be. I, I hope, as a fan, I hope we're we're in for a good one.
2: Yeah. Uh, hey, let me ask you, as a as a former mechanic uh, for a long time, as was I vegas was always um a little anticlimactic i was never in a title hunt i never uh worried about it i was super busy with outdoor testing and building an outdoor test bike and and building an outdoor race bike and all of that vegas was almost for me over the years like let's just get this thing over with uh what about you
1: yeah um it's been different a couple times you know in 2010 i think we went there and it was like the last year of the traditional shootout. but i don't believe they paid it for points but um it was still like you know really prestigious to win it and that was the year pro circuit went one two three four and that was fun and i've i've gone there with dean in other years when we were in title contention i mean not it was a bit of a long shot kind of like what they're dealing with this year about 12 to 15 points i think or something so you had to stay on your game but yeah outdoors are, is on the mind and, and really we just left there angry and wanted to go outdoors so um, <laughs> yeah it, it just it just depends but i mean i, I like i love the format that we got now that that the points count and um we got three titles to deal with so um you know it likely nothing nothing you know unexpected will happen but you you never know i mean what if one of these guys don't make the main event like that's not outside the realm of possibility something could happen in a heat race and you go to the lcq and you Mm -hmm. crash like and you're not in the main event so like it's never over till it's over so
2: no i mean we saw some craziness last year right and and i wrote that in my column this week like anderson's spokes we kind of take it for granted that these that that stuff doesn't happen, but there's such a there's so many things that can happen uh, to a motorcycle as you and I, you and I both know because we put these motors together. There's so many things that could break. Uh, there's so much forces going on. There's other bikes. It's almost a surprise that this stuff doesn't happen more.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, today technology and and the amount of staff that all these race teams have, it doesn't happen as much, but. But it's still a machine. Anything can break. Anything can happen. Somebody can run into somebody, and and so you just never know what's going to happen. And first turns are, are scary, you know, and, and especially when you have points on the mind, you can't go in there thinking, oh, I'm just going to lay up. Then you get like, mm-hmm. you know, packed and um, and before you know it, you're down. And so, yeah, this is it's not over at all. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, I, I saw something. Somebody was saying, hey, do you think that? Uh... Either Osborne or Plessinger just kind of lay up a little bit and really in the showdown and and really try to like take it home. But you almost—that's the worst thing you can do, or not the worst thing you can do, but that you got to ride your uh, aggressive normal race. I feel.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, you can't you can't do something different than what you've been doing for the last you know four to six months practicing and race. You have to go and you have to go for the start for it. And then it's when you get overprotective uh, yeah. is when it goes wrong. And then look at Joey Savacchi last year at Vegas. That was a classic example of being overprotective of what's going on and, yep. and he lost it. Yeah,
2: um, Anderson, of course, um, lost a big points lead, but he still got a nice points lead. And Savacchi or uh, Osborne and Plessinger are up. Which one of those three are the most likely to lose this championship? Well, look, I think all three are going to clinch and so do you, but which one would you be most worried about?
1: Yeah, I think all three get it done, but um, the guy that has to be most wor- – I, I shouldn't say he's worried, but uh, us as fans, the, um, I would say it's Blessinger, just because he's going up against um, some really good guys. Sexton, Savachi, Cincerello, and McElrath are all probably going there trying to win the race. Or West, I think, typically races first, so they get a muddy heat race, I think. I mm-hmm. think that's how it goes, um, which adds another layer. Um you know, Anderson, his field's pretty depleted. Osborne, I think he can come through the pack pretty good. And he's, you know, he uh, has Jordan Smith and, and and Martin to worry about. But, yeah, I think Plester is, is most likely to have issues if he does. But I don't expect it.
2: Uh, look, j A.C., Savachi, Jordan Smith are all guys that could win this race that are gunning for titles. Wouldn't be surprised to see any of them win. Um, I think I said J-Mart. Yeah, J-Mart, Jordan, uh, Savachi and, and A.C. and McElrath. Outside of them, Paul, is there a sleeper? Because we saw Andrew Short win this race back in the day. You know, we've seen the, we've seen some weirdo guys win this thing.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think you got to. I really do think it's either going to be AC or Mar that wins the race. Um, outside of that, I mean, Sexton's good, but uh, I, he's not as good on these type of hard, packed, mm-hmm. slick, dry conditions. I think he's better when it's it's rutted and rough. So. Um, no, I don't. I don't think we're missing anybody. You know, anything can happen when you get a start and go. I mean, yeah. Adam got this last year and just ran away because there was stuff going on behind him. So if a guy can get a start, maybe like a Sean Kent or somebody, he can run up the, up, up front for a while. But um, I think that'll, that'll be on the podium or have a chance.
2: Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we if we get one of those guys. And who knows, man? Maybe maybe AP gets a start and just takes off. Right, like. That would be quite a statement to just see one of the points leaders, uh, either Osborne or AP, just win this thing outright. That that would be pretty amazing. I don't like those chances. I really don't, but they could.
1: I agree with you as much there. I mean, that could easily happen if Osborne gets the whole shot. It's not like he's going to lay up and let everyone pass him. So no. if these guys go for the start and the first lap works out good, like, yeah, either
4: one of those guys can win the race for yeah, sure.
2: Absolutely. Uh, let's get to John. John, what's happening? What's, your, what's going on? What's your question about RMZs?
4: Uh, my question is, is, is one that doesn't have an answer to it, which is why the fucking hell do people bag on that bike so much? Mine's wonderful. I'm sure yours is wonderful. So we got a bunch of guys that smoke way too much dope out there. Number one. I'm not. Number
2: two. I'm not. not, For the record, I'm not. But (laughs) yes, uh, you know what? I, I, I don't know. It's a good bike. Paul, you did the shootout. Um, it, it, you know, it. it I, yeah. th- I think there's too many guys, John, who have said that that is the last. That's the worst bike, quote unquote. That's the worst bike for it not to be. Do you know what I mean? There's too many guys that have said that's the worst one of the bunch. But having said that, Paul, it's still a great bike. It's still fine. It can win races. You know all of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I rode all of them, and yeah, it is the worst bike. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, it, it is. The other ones are better, but if you have a great relationship with your dealership, and I think they have a pretty good contingency program, and if you've been a Suzuki guy, like, it's a great bike when it comes to 450s. Like, it's just as you know, it's good as it's good as any of them, but it's just not as good as the other ones. It's as simple as that. Yeah,
4: yeah, John. Hey, I have a couple couple other things. First of all, your pulp mx show site has been down I know. for a couple we're, days. We're working on that. And then the third thing and final thing is listen, your 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 show is so unbelievably good from so many perspectives um that that I've got I uh, that I've got I've got to give you a bitch slap, okay? Because over the past, we'll call it five months, you've been crying, oh, this is why I'm a grumpy bastard. This yes. is why I'm so mean. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. All this sort of stuff because, yep. okay, it's, dude, the more success you have, and, and Paul can attest to this. He sees it. He's seen it before. The more success you have, the better you are at your job, the more assholes and jerks you are going to have to deal with. So stop whining and be happy that you do a
2: wonderful job we all love you not everybody john some people are very angry at me (laughs) but no i got it yeah well i got it no i I got it i I just you know sometimes i get a little grouchy like everybody
4: yeah i know but 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 that means you're being
2: a wuss because you don't like success you don't like success i do like success success i love all right it's great thank you thanks buddy bye-bye what do you think paul you? Should I, should I yeah,
1: him? just just uh, I I don't know. I don't have a that I really don't care what anybody thinks of me or or um so yeah, I I don't know. I I guess you have a couple of good points, but yeah, you do a good job and and um who cares what people think, you know?
2: Um all right. So Never yeah, going to make them all happy. I agree. Hey, so last year we saw Eli Tomac try to pull off the impossible at this race. Um uh, taking off with the lead then then trying to Knock Ryan Dungy down and trying to take you know. No, bunch- I
1: wouldn't go that. I wouldn't. Wow,
2: well, kinda. If it were, if he knocked down, he he would have been fine with it. Um, we we saw this. So he was making runs at Ryan and he's bunching everybody up. I mean, this doesn't happen this weekend with Marv, right? I mean, because Eli had them all covered with speed.
1: No, yeah, I I mean. To go back to last year, absolutely, Eli got the start, and he tried to slow the race down. I don't think he tried to knock Ryan down. If he wanted to knock Ryan down, he would have. He was, he was, I think, completely professional, and he was trying to do everything he could to win the title, which I don't blame him for. Um, this weekend, it's way bigger of a spread, and um, you know, the only thing I, would ex- I-, I could maybe see is Marvin lines up to Anderson and tries to chop him off out of the gate and put him in the back. That's the only thing I can see happening. I don't see any kind of dirty moves on the track. I would imagine Eli probably really, really wants to win the race. If Marvin's in the front, and Eli's coming. I think that's going to be our biggest uh, biggest situation for fireworks because I think Eli will make a, a pass that is that
2: sticks. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah. Um, well. So. Uh, and let's not forget uh, Marvin. We saw this weekend. Marvin and Anderson are basically riding for the same team. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of affiliation there, so um, I don't see much happening between those two guys, but, except maybe some, you know, try to put somebody in the back on the start. But you still got 20 minutes plus one to get into the top 10 for Anderson. So um, he just needs to make sure that he just needs to circle, get around the first lap in the top 10, and, and he he can handle this thing.
2: I mean, I would even argue that he could get around the first lap just on the same lead lap, and he can handle this thing, right? You there? Well, seven hundred two five eight six seven eight five. Oh, Paul's there. Um, yeah, I, outside of a disaster, an injury, or a bike problem, Anderson can can easily get inside the top ten in this field, in this class. So,
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. He's just uh, hopefully nothing stupid happens, you
2: know. Um, hey, so we talked a little while ago on the show, like uh, Justin Barsha, who was a, uh, a pro taper rider at JGR for last year. <laughs> we, when he would come back from injury, uh, it was rough. He wasn't the same guy. He would get the start. Guys would pass him. He just he looked bad. And he's been bad uh, the last few years. But this year, we know he started off great. We talked about it as a potential race winner on the Yamaha. Everything was rolling for him. So he gets hurt again. And I was talking on this show about, like, hey, I, I'm interested to see if he loses this momentum he had, this this mojo he had on the Yamaha. And um, and and goes back into being you know, kind of where he was with JGR. Well, we're two races down. I don't think that's happening, Paul. I think I think Barsha's. You know, I mean, okay, so maybe he's a tick off what he was when he when he before he left with injury, but he's back and pretty good still. Absolutely, Paul. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Thank you, Steve. That's a great point. Paul Parabinos from ProTaper. Let's try to give him a call back if we can. 702-586-7857. Still looking to give away a helmet, an F2 carbon helmet. Uh, Thanks to ProTaper, Maxis, and Get for coming on the show. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, the 450 class, how it shakes out this weekend. We obviously have Anderson who just needs a – I think if Marv wins, and I think Eli's going to win. I mean, Eli's been the fastest guy for the most part, and last weekend on a, on a similar ter- terrain to what he's going to see this weekend, it, it seemed like he was catching Marv. I don't know if he would have made up enough time after that ball's awful start. But I feel like uh, he's the fastest guy, so I, Marv needs to beat him somehow, and then also needs to um, uh, um, some needs to somehow beat uh, look looking for Anderson to finish us at the top ten. Paul, you're back. Uh, yeah. Did sorry. you hear, Did you hear my Barsha question? Yes,
1: I did hear. Okay, your so question.
2: what do you think? He's he seems to be maybe not a tick off of what he was at the A one and those early races, but he's not far off.
1: No, I mean you're right. Yeah, he's a tick off, but he's still much better. I mean he's rebounded good, so I think he's just gelling with that bike and he's finally got some confidence back. So um, I'll be excited to see what he can do outdoors because he's a I mean, he's a pretty pretty good outdoor rider, but mm-hmm. he I think he revs it a bit too much to be great outdoors. But um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean he's still. Yeah, he's he's a guy that could end up on the podium on Saturday. I would say that's going to be it.
2: All right. We lost him again. Let's just get JT on the line. 702-586-7857. we got a few lines open still, people. If you want to call in and ask a question about the, the shootout this weekend who you think is going to be a sleeper, who you think is going to be in the mix. It's going to be interesting. I think there'll be some heavy hitters that miss the main event. Guys like uh, Mel Ross, uh, maybe Chisholm, uh, maybe um, Harrison even missed the last, uh, uh, Moseman missed the last uh, combined shootout. Um, so there'll be some guys that'll be on the sidelines for this shootout. That's how these things work. And uh, normally there's always a few guys that sneak in there as well that you like kind of don't realize and don't think about. So for me, I think it's uh, it's really interesting to see exactly what goes down in the shootout, and like Paul said too, the tracks are really different uh, between the, uh, uh, the two heat races. A little bit of water on one; one's a little drier. It's slick Vegas, so there's a lot of things that can happen in that opening lap—chaos uh, as far as a uh, as far as a crash or anything else. So, um, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you just never quite know what what's going to happen. Uh, again, we got some lines open if you want to give us a call. Fly Racing Moto sixty Show presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis. JT, what's up? How are you? I'm all right. Good uh, as can be for being at work. Yeah, really, right? Hey, uh, Vegas, for you, as a racer, you raced it uh, 800 times approximately. Um, there wasn't a whole lot at stake for you, sometimes a privateer award. Uh, other times it was uh, you were locked in stone in your points or whatever. How how often or how hard was it to get excited for Vegas with an outdoors looming and with things locked in position uh, the years that you were not in, you know, in some sort of privateer deal?
5: Yeah, those are definitely different. Uh the privateer thing put a lot of pressure because uh I can remember just a short recap, I can remember a couple of years where <clears throat> if I had a good weekend I was gonna make an extra fifteen grand and if I made, had a bad weekend I was gonna make zero. Yeah. So yeah. Uh and it, it was really like between myself, um, Ryan Clark, Heath Boss, uh Jeff Gibson, there were a few guys that were all kind of in the mix and I came out on top of those every time, so I can I, I'm very happy about that. Uh, but those were stressful, um, yeah, but a normal weekend normal weekend in Vegas with the the situation you said it was pretty mellow. Um, you obviously wanted to get a good result, you know because that 's how you made your money, um, and you also wanted to finish the season on a on a strong note, but yeah. you know most of your your fitness and your speed and your bike settings and everything was already done, so it was pretty turnkey uh, you 'd show up you you know everybody was in a pretty good mood because it 's the last round and you know by that time and it's no different this year there's a lot of guys hurt so the field was kind of watered down so it wasn't that difficult to qualify nothing like a1 or the early rounds anyway Uh, so you kind of knew you were going to get in the main event fairly easily and uh, you just wanted to put in 20 solid laps and get out of there safely Um, it was definitely one of the most relaxed environments if not the most relaxed of the whole season
2: yeah, I definitely you can tell at times a lack of enthusiasm out there for a lot of guys late in the four fifty man events, right?
5: Yeah, you know, I think your the effort level definitely drops off. I don't I think people want to be there because it's Vegas and it's a great time and for the teams and riders, the just being able to go out and have some fun after the race and Sunday after the race is a is a really nice break. Yeah. Uh, because we know they have that off weekend and it's you get to kinda of close the chapter on Supercross. So I think everybody's happy to go to the race. It's just yeah, when you're there in the middle of the day on Saturday and you're going through the laps and stuff, you're just kinda like, Man, I just I just want this to be done. It's, yeah. It's been a long four or five months.
2: Well, and then how about the years where we didn't even get a break between Vegas and the opening national? You're just like yeah, that's Holy ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that's it was ridiculous. basically impossible to be ready. <laughs> There's no way. Like no one was ready. Teams, uh, riders, bikes, nothing. We, we
2: had a banquet on Sunday, those years yep. too. And yep. uh Monday you'd you'd recover from that and you're like, Oh wow, Glen Glenn Helen this weekend. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a weird race. If you have some at stake, obviously it's the biggest deal ever, but, um, oftentimes for Vegas, for me, you go back in the pits after the race to talk some riders, they're gone, dude, it's ghost town. Uh, so guys are just like, yeah, let's, let's move on to the outdoors.
5: Yeah, it's definitely a mixed race for a lot of people. I mean, you know, I I can remember the years that Chad Reed would be going for title, and he would be so nervous and stressed out, he couldn't even think straight. Where for me, I was like, you know, kicked back at the pool, like, chilling. And I was nervous for him, but it was really, really a a fun race, honestly, because you didn't have a lot of pressure because you kind of knew it was going to go fairly well uh, just because of the way the field was. Um, But, yeah, Throughout the pits, especially for the mechanics and the truck drivers and stuff, you feel for those guys because as hard as the riders work, those guys work twice as hard as, as anybody else does.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I like all three guys to win the title. We already asked you what you thought uh, as far as uh, who's in danger. You had said Plessinger, and Paul kind of agreed with that, so uh, we won't really go there again. But they're, they're all three guys are looking good to uh, to clinch their, their titles, I think, this weekend. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here. First up is Dale. Dale, what's happening, man? How are you?
6: Hey guys. Hey, um I had a hey guys, I had a question. Um, yeah. so do you think Anderson might have uh a, a little bit of uh help from Tomac, you know, let's say Anderson's balls in the back again or something and Marv's running up front. Do you see Tomac cleaning Marv out to make sure he doesn't win a title with the whole dunge let by, the takeout and everything? I think. Just I mean, I think Eli. Win?
2: I think Eli just wants to take some revenge on Marv, anyways. Not to help Anderson out, yeah. but just for for New York. Not, what do you not think to about, help Anderson, but no. make sure that Marv doesn't win a title. Nah, I don't know about that, JT. What do you think?
5: Man, you're asking a lot now because there's so much going on mid race, and and you can't go build a build a plan. You know, like so many of these things are going to unfold lap by lap. So really for me with Eli, you know, he's going to try to get the whole shot and run away. I think that's going to be his number one goal. If for some reason Marvin gets a whole shot and Eli's catching him and he has a chance to take him out, I, I definitely think he's going to try. Uh, but there's just so many things that you, you know, obviously he has in the back of his mind that he owes Marvin one. But first and foremost, I think he just wants to get out front and, and have an easy 21-minute race and, and yeah. collect a big bonus check and win Vegas, which is a huge deal for, you know, Monster and everyone. So I think the, the Marvin thing is just going to be when the opportunity arises, he's going to take it.
2: And, and Marv even okay. gave an interview, and Marv said, I expect that. He's like, I expect yep. him to come in. Yeah, so, you got to know it's yeah, coming. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. Thanks, thanks, Dale. Yep. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, next up is Mike. Mike, what's happening? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's your question?
6: Uh, hey, before the question, man, I've been calling in for a few years. Uh, you know what would go with my high-visibility uh, fly boots? A helmet. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> oh, wow. You don't say.
6: <laughs> we have them at dealers nationwide. That's the best part. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> hey, I'm not a big believer in asterisks, right? But yeah. having said that, so assuming that Anderson wins the title, Tomac obviously is not winning it again, and Marr's been on the street. Does Tomac and Moosecan come into the next season thinking, What what's going on? What do I have to do and how do I avoid these silly little mistakes?
2: What do you think, J T? And-
5: yeah, I mean, I think he's been wondering that for a couple of years. You know, you look at last year's title, could right. have certainly been his. Um, the outdoor series, he was probably scratching his head as, as to why he was having these crashes and mistakes and just poor rides at times. And then, obviously, he, he's done it again this year in Supercross. He, he threw away a title opportunity. So, yeah, it's something, you know, we've talked about on, on the Pulp shows a lot, um, and it's something I don't know that there's really an answer to. I don't know that Eli could really pin it down other than it's just small little mistakes um and and you know steve was was shouting me down for saying it but james stewart was kind of the same way there wasn't really no explanation for the little weirdo crashes and stuff that these these two guys have had
6: yeah it's weird it's like if you ever follow baseball you know a pitcher to go scoreless up into the eighth inning walk a guy give up a hit next thing you know he gives up another hit he's out of the game and it's not yeah. the eight perfect innings it's the 3 or 4 mistakes you made out of the 150 pitches before it's just weird
2: yeah no you're right cost you. Yeah, no you absolutely you're right about that it's going to be interesting like anderson's going to win this title and so next year like to me if if anderson wins his title you know there's no asterisks great job he was there he killed it all year especially early on right. he rode fantastic but if we come out next year and anderson wins a couple of races but finishes distant third to to marvin eli then a lot of us would be like, okay, well, we kind of know what happened in 2018. You know what I mean? Like, um, he deserves it, but it's the response next year to me is going to be really exciting to watch. And exactly, but
6: that could also be, but that could also be added pressure of now being the champion pulled in a million directions, it got the target on your back, yeah, things like that, yeah, right? yeah, no,
2: for sure, yeah. absolutely. So we just don't see so many one and done guys. You know, we Correct. just don't That's see true. that. It, we uh, it's very, very few. So uh, once you've kind of figured it out, you figured it out. So that, to me, is going to be interesting to see next year. So uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.
6: All
5: right, sir.
2: Go to your local dealer. Look for the helmet. Uh, <laughs> he Ryan, wanted you there? it so bad right uh, there. Oh, oh, he did. We probably should have gave it to him. We're, we're We're dicks. Uh, Milton, what's happening? You want to talk about KTM and Husky? Yes, I do. Uh, good afternoon, guys. What's um, happening? I have a uh, question. Since you all know that, that
6: KTM and Husky are in company, and Anderson right now has what uh, is like
1: a 14 point lead. Um, if at one point in the race the gap is so close that Marvin has a pretty really good chance of winning the title, you think KTM will be like, okay, Husky, uh, we need another, you know, fourth title in a row, or do you think just they just let uh, the Husky
5: guys have it?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they have just let racing play out as it is, right, JT? I mean, it just kind of.
5: Yeah, I don't think they're going to get involved. I mean, there's so much money, and I mean, this is these guys' lives. Like, they're, you know, they're going to try to help each other if they can. But as far as like really uh, scripting this or trying to get in, you know, really get involved that way, I don't don't think we would ever see that.
2: I Uh, personally don't. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Next up is Joe. Joe, what's happening? Oh, not much. How about you guys? We're good, man. What's your question? Uh, Well, I got a question for JT. I know
7: that uh, the Supercross series is basically over, in my opinion. Uh, Jason's going to win. But about the outdoors, Eli won last year. He had the Supercross taken away from him this year. How hard does he come out for the outdoor season this year and just
1: dominate just to show him that he's still the best, number one?
5: Well, I think he's going to do basically the same thing he did last year. You know, I think he'll come out, he'll be the fastest guy. You know, if he goes 1-1 at Hangtown, I, I don't think anybody will even bat an eye. Uh, but, you know, the the problem has been, can he avoid the situation like he had at Glen Helen, where he gives those guys a bunch of points? with. And I know a front brake issue he can't control, um, but there was a crash before it, and, Uh, the little stuff like that, like the, the 10th place in the moto Unadilla seemingly for no reason. Um, there's just been mistakes along the way that have opened the door because if he doesn't make mistakes like that, I think he, he could be on a run here to win a bunch of titles. I personally don't think he fears Marvin very much if all things are equal, but he's leaving the door open, uh, both, you know, literally and figuratively in these championships, uh, to allow Marvin to hang around.
2: Uh, Joe, and also, too, if it makes a difference for you, in talking to the Cowie guys, he has been riding outdoors way more now than he was last year when he was in the Supercross hunt. He's been riding outdoors for a while um, just because he's kind of been out of the Supercross title. So we might see see an even better Eli Tomac at Hangtown and Glen Helen and all of that.
1: Yeah, I just figured he'd come out
5: super pissed and just ready to show the world that he's the best. I yeah, tell. I think he was last year too. I mean, that Dungy thing yeah. did not sit well with him. I think he was absolutely pissed off last year as well. Uh, but it almost sometimes it seems like it works against him. You know, that's maybe where some of the mistakes come in. Is he he doesn't have to win? You know, the race by over a minute. He can win by ten seconds and be just as good. You know, it'll count just the same. Uh, so that would be the most impressive thing I could see him do, which is put in a Dungy-esque season where he, yeah, maybe he doesn't win every single moto, maybe his biggest gap is 12 seconds or something, but he doesn't have that weirdo ride where he hands back 25 points on a weekend. You know, that, that's what I think his Achilles heel is right now.
2: Uh, JT, I, I saw a stat this week. It was actually surprising. I didn't double-check it, but I'm going to assume it was true. JT, how many Nationals do you think Tomac won last year on the way to the title?
5: I'm going to say three to four.
2: Yeah, he, to, he won four.
5: Yeah. yeah. Um, there, I mean, there was just so many weekends in there yeah. where he would have a bad moto or Bagot win. you know, Bagot won a few in there. He just, man, it wasn't, it wasn't what you would have expected. After Leaving Hangtown, you would have never expected the season yeah. to go that way, in my opinion. I
2: thought he would have won six, uh, half of them. But, no, only four. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, let's go to Tyler on one. Tyler, you, want to, uh, you got a question about the track layouts?
7: Yeah, yeah, Steve, JT. I know JT will probably have a
6: good opinion on this. And I, I don't remember the last time we've seen it, but um, in Supercross track layouts in the past year or two, I haven't seen any of the split, split starts in uh, recent times. You know, you go down and you take about two corners once the lane splits, and then you come back for the whole shot. Um, I know it takes up a lot of room on the track. Is that something that kind of was taken into consideration or just too much of a hassle?
5: I'm, for me personally i don 't think they ever work that well because you have such a finite space on the supercross floor that I think when you try to get too fancy uh you end up just detracting from the the whole track. Uh, I think that same concept happens on the regular parts of the track too, where they try to do you know an inside and outside lane They rarely work out where they 're the same speed and and one line becomes the dominant line. Uh, so I don't, I haven't been told that from anyone, but I would just hope that they had kind of learned that it doesn't work very often. And it's, it's more hassle than it's worth.
2: There you go, man. Thanks for the call. No, thanks a lot. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah. They, they don't work.
5: They don't work. Think about it. It's so hard to get a start. That's going to go two different directions with angles and dirt and everything. And they're going to come out the same like that, that rarely happens.
2: And what about, you know, split lane sections? Those don't work either anymore. They just yep. they just don't do it. Look at Minneapolis, man. It yeah. was such an obvious I mean, example of of, of sections right. that don't work.
5: You know, we had the one at Monster Cup this last year. Yeah. And uh yeah, Marvin made it work. I I give him a lot of credit. Um but there was definitely a favorite. If guys got to choose, you could tell that they wanted a certain side and they made, you know, because you can use your front brake in the first turn and, yeah, and yeah. there are obvious advantages to one side or the other. Rear brake. Or your rear brake, excuse me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what's happening? You want to talk about Phil Nicoletti?
7: Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, with Phil getting that fill-in ride for Vogel, I just wanted to see what you guys thought the chances of him staying on uh, for the full
2: season would be. For uh, I think he'll need an injury. Uh, the sport is dangerous. Uh, we know that. Right now, I would book Bogle's return at round five, I've heard. So Phil's okay. going to get the first four. Um, JT, I don't think there's any way they build a third bike for him. He's going to need an injury.
5: Yeah, but you know, there's, between their whole team, whether it's 250 or 450, man, injuries happen. So, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, one of the one of those bikes opened up that was full going into uh, the hangtown. So
2: <laughs> What if Phil just goes like, 450 for four, 250 for a couple, Pike is out, he jumps back to the 450. Would not surprise me. Wouldn't that be just nutty? That would be still Phil. Yeah. That's such a Phil yeah. thing to happen. You know? Uh, yeah fly racing moto 60 show presented by get pro taper and maxis all on board still looking to give away an f2 uh carbon helmet tonight or today from the folks at uh at fly racing let's go keep going to the phone lines if you keep people keep calling we'll keep keep answering uh john what's up man how are you
7: steve how you doing buddy hey jt thanks for taking my call um the final word i think with marvin you know it 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 really nobody's ever going to be happy with marvin no matter what he does you know if he gets a little aggressive People get a little pissed off. Uh, You know, obviously, he's got Roger telling him probably to be aggressive. This is his opportunity. Obviously, the the season is where it is now. But I can't imagine um, if the situation were reversed, everybody kind of not freaking out if maybe Eli stuffed Marvin in a corner late in a race for a win.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Are you saying because Mars French and stuff, and and doesn't have fan base? Oh, there's a little, you know, there's a little bit of. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely, there is. Yeah,
7: a little bit of anti-Marvin, but um, you know, I, I tend to think back to like you know, DeCoster. What would a guy like Bob Hanna think of that kind of pass at the end of a race
2: uh, for that kind of money? Uh, yeah, I think Bob would be fine with it. <laughs> I do. I think <laughs> sure. I think Hanna would be fine with it so i guess that's that's kind of that's kind of the point
7: um there's a little a little more of bias going on but um <clears throat> uh, another point uh you know I was at the Monster cup last uh october it was it was pretty awesome j t you were just saying uh, as far as the track goes, they tried doing that split uh start and absolutely agree uh, kind of ridiculous but after looking at uh this year 's track that actually looks looks like a typical um, Kind of a typical Vegas track. They're Going to rip out the outside of the stadium, come mm-hmm. back in. Uh, yeah, very, very nice. What's up with Sam Boyd, Steve? Why don't they update that stadium a little bit? Uh, well, still kind of using the cube TVs. out Oh of the yeah, no, it's it's,
2: it's beat down. But the Raiders are coming, so there's a new football stadium. They've broken ground on it. It's, it's across the 15. It's being built for the uh, for the Raiders here in a couple of years, and that's where the race would go, I think, uh, if if they go back, if they you know if they come back to Vegas by then. They'll go to that stadium. Um, I'm with you. Sam Boyd's a hole. I don't really know what the awesome. deal is. I I don't follow it that much. But thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you, guys. Bye. I don't know about civic funding and all that, JT, for stadiums. I'm not sure how that goes. But
5: I know you I know you hate it. I know that's all I know about it.
2: <clears throat> What's that?
5: Civic funding for stadiums. Well,
2: no, I'm okay with the Sam Boyd thing. For sure, that thing needs to go. Like, that's horrible, that stadium. But I, I don't know how that works. You
5: think it's that bad? I, don't, I mean, for... Not for NFL, no, dude, but I think for for college, it's okay. It's,
2: there's no backs on the seats. You're sitting on aluminum benches in the sun.
5: Uh, that's true. Yeah, those seats suck. I mean, but the stadium itself, like the you know scoreboard, it's, it's pretty standard for a smaller university. I mean, UNLV is not a huge, huge football program. I mean, it's decent, but yeah, whatever. I, I could if you're going to get a brand new stadium built and UNLV is going to be allowed to go there and it, city's going to pay for it, or uh, yeah. you know. They're gonna. I'm fine with it, but I don't think it's all that bad. Oakland's uh,
2: worse. What's that? Oakland's as bad or worse? No, it's not. No way. Um, hey. So uh, look, I think one of, AC, Savacci, McElrath, J Mart, or Jordan Smith will win this shootout. I think you probably would agree. One of those guys would. But who's a sleeper pick? Remember, we saw Andrew short win this thing. We mm-hmm. saw Nathan Ramsey win this thing. Although Ramsey maybe Brian wasn't a Sipes. sleeper back then, Sipes won this thing. We've seen it happen. Is Cinturillo there Cinturillo a... won last year? Ah, I wouldn't count him as that.
5: Well, I mean, he he hasn't won a lot of races. I mean, I did, you know, I I didn't expect him to win.
2: But who's that guy? If there's a guy,
5: uh, my my two picks are J Mart or Cinturillo, and that's not a those aren't outliers. But I don't think there's a lot of I don't think there's a lot of sleepers this year. Uh, I think the the only one that could jump off the page would be Sexton. That would be the guy that'd be like, yeah, that you know that would be the one weird choice. But I think he's been in the mix so much. Has he even an outlier at that point? Um, I think so. I, I, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I think there's too much talent at the top. When you look at you know Zach Jordan, Jeremy Martin, McElrath, Cincerillo, Savachi, Plessinger, uh, sec- and then if you want to throw Sexton in, in in there, there's just way too much talent at the top for one of those guys to not come out on top. Because look at look at the field, everyone's hurt. You know, there's yeah. there's so much uh, just lack of depth in both classes outside of the top five or six mm-hmm. that I don't think it can happen.
2: All right, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, if Sexton won, it'll be a first race, it would be a win shootout like Andrew Short. So uh... he he would be
5: the one that I'd be like, yeah. Most people probably, you know, if you're not if you're a casual fan, you're bumping your buddy on. Who is that out front?
2: Yeah. Uh, Graham, what's happening? You want to talk about motocross to nations? What's up?
5: Yeah. Hey. What? So Marvin's kind of been snubbed for a few years. I guess you
7: would say. Yeah. So did, how does his ride at Redbud this year affect whether he's going to be chosen or not?
1: Because he goes out there and rides terrible, uh, but wins the title. Uh,
2: I think he's picked. He's going to be chosen no matter what. You know. You think so this year? Because he'll be the races in the U.S. He's on the U.S. soil. It'll be an easy transition for him. No shipping paid by the team France or anything like that. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. I I think no matter what, and you know, Marv's going to ride good at Red Bud. Uh, Who who knows if he wins, but you know he'll ride good. Um, I don't know. JT, what do you think?
5: It'll be interesting, man. Uh, The French Motocross Nations team is so political. I really never know what they're going to do. For them, if they kept Febra and Paul Ann because they've won on the 450 and they just said, yep, this is how we're going to be, we're French and no one ever understands what we do. That wouldn't surprise me. I, I yeah. would not, you know, yeah. literally, I, I don't know. I, I could argue against it. I could tell you that Marvin's ridden that track. He's one of the, you know, battling for a U.S. title. He has more experience here than everyone else, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't seem like they follow any of that logic. They kind of do what they want.
2: Uh, there you go, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. That's a long way away. A lot of things can happen. What's
5: the, uh, what's the gentleman's name from Team France that you, you've spoken to him? What was his name? The team manager? Yeah. Mm, I forget. Yeah, but they just – man, they they definitely march to the beat of their own drum when it comes to their choices.
2: Travis. I mean, who, who
5: would have thought Charlier would ever get on that team?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Travis, what's up? You want to talk about Eli riding outdoors?
5: Yeah, hey, what's going on? I know you guys were talking about him earlier, and um, <clears throat> JT you brought up a good point about how he – gets out front and feels like, you know, he has to destroy these guys and push and push and even when he gets like a big lead like you see him like he's still pushing hard.
6: Um how do you uh like change a
5: racer's mentality to say, you know, look dude, you know, like you said JT is also 10 seconds to win the race, like let's let's back it down a little bit. You know, how do you change that racer mindset where
3: he just wants to go out there and just hammer down.
5: I think it's difficult because you're talking about inherent, you know, racing their your strategy and without sounding like Emig, I would say, mindset out there. Um, the biggest thing is, I think, trying to, you know, use your pit board if you're the mechanic to reach him and say, hey, calm, you know, stay calm and use your head and, you you, you know, you have a huge lead. And I think a lot of that is done during the week too is like, hey, man, when when things are – dialed and no one's coming I'm going to give you I'm going to start telling you these signals to just chill out like you don't have to keep this pace up because there's a reason you're the only one that can go this pace because everyone else if they try they're going to crash so why keep why keep taking these risks and we've seen when it works well you know when Hangtown 2015 Eli Tomac was the fastest person on this earth there was no doubt in my mind that no one could ever touch that guy's pace at that track that day but you know, a couple weeks later, he crashes and and blows his shoulder out. You know, because he's trying to push too hard. So I think it's just something they've got to they've got to work on, and and no one's going to ever be able to do it other than Eli. He's got to make a conscious decision to. Um, stay mentally aware of the situation and, and adapt to the situation at hand because every race is going to be different. You know, some weekends he is going to have to push the whole way if he gets a bad start or if he's got pressure, but there's going to be other weekends where he's 15 seconds out front and he can back off 20% and just, you know, cruise to a victory. And, and that's the ones he's really got to make smart decisions in.
2: Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep.
7: Yep.
5: Take
2: care. Uh, David, what's happening? How are you? I'm doing good, Steve. How are you guys doing? Good. What's going on?
7: i got a quick question, a comment, and I'll let you guys go. And what's the over-under since you're in Vegas of uh, Alpine Star doing a two, two-page two ad with Anderson and a hot tub full of chicks after this weekend? And are you invited to the
5: Rockstar Party?
2: Uh, I would say very little chance and, and no. Uh, JT, what do you think?
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't see it happening. Um... Just because, you know, they're competing brands, so I don't think they would want to copy a competing brand's advertisement. That would be the biggest reason. Right. Other than that, I wouldn't. I don't think there would be a huge issue. I just don't think they would want to come off like that.
7: That would be funny. Hey, Steve, one quick comment. Yo. So we're watching the uh, LCQ last weekend when Josh Josh Hill was winning. Yep. And my, my girlfriend listens to your shows, and she's called in a couple times, and she goes, who's that three-digit winning the LCQ? And I said, Josh Hill. And she goes, who's that? And I said, oh, that's the guy that wouldn't let steve in the uh, monster after party yeah he goes, well i hope he doesn't win
2: there yeah all that's i like oh, your chick that's that's awesome you know what we're gonna give you a helmet for that you want an fly f2 carbon helmet oh, yes i do all right stay on hold thanks for that great point question your chick's awesome uh, <laughs> let's go into some more part let's go into some more uh questions here we got jt uh Dan, what's happening? You got a question about Arena Cross this weekend? Friday night, Arena Cross. Everybody blows us up by one point over Jacob Hayes, and there is going to be mayhem. It is at uh, it's at the Orleans, right? Or is it? Yeah, it's at Orleans or South Point. I guess I probably should know where it is. JT, do you know?
7: I, th- I, I, think, I think I heard somebody say the
2: Orleans. Yeah, the no, Orleans. Yeah, okay, Arena Cross at Orleans. Yeah, yeah, go there, everybody. Yeah. Check it out. All right, what's your question, man?
7: Yeah, um yeah, these you got two guys banging. Is there any championship bonus that those guys uh are
5: going to be going for for oh, their
2: teams for or sure. for manufacturers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah what, absolutely.
5: What,
7: how how much you think that might be? I mean, we always hear about the championship bonuses for Supercross,
5: but what's arena cross given?
2: I have no idea. JT, you have any clue? Uh from what I've been told,
5: it's about 100 grand all in. Uh, that's what okay. that's what Bowers had told me back in the day. Yeah, when he was still out there.
2: Yeah, so that's that's clothing yeah. and, and team and and everything type deal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah,
7: yeah that's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty, pretty good. And Steve, one of my favorite podcasts was the Arena Cross the, that you did the live with. Uh, yeah. you and why, man, I loved
1: listening to that. That was just great yeah, we, entertainment the whole way
2: through. Yeah, we had a lot of so. fun, man. It was really fun to do. Unfortunately, uh, they got mad at me for talking about the RC trophy, and so I, I've been banned from ever doing those again, which is another reason right. why I need to learn to, yeah. you know, I mean I don't understand, JT, I'm just trying to have some fun trying to make some jokes
5: at like, other people's expense, that's a problem.
2: Yeah, I guess.
5: Yeah, who All right. cares? I mean, it, it was great, man. Thanks a lot, Steve. It
2: was fun. One and done for that, JT. One and done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I show up at the
5: last second with a drink in my hand, yeah. and you're just shaking your head at me.
2: Yeah, you're an asshole for that. That was I didn't know it was
5: such a production. Like I thought we were just winging it. I didn't yeah, know well, there was a production
2: like, for me, having a set of pre-show four, meetings.
5: or Yeah, 40
2: minutes of trying to figure everything out and set everything up and make sure it's working. Think, I couldn't help with that anyway, so. Well, whatever. It's ridiculous. Um. Shad, what's up, it man? Chad's fault. It was Chad's fault, anyway. <laughs> it was Chad's fault. Uh, speaking of Chad, Chad it's Shad. Shad, what's up?
3: Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, I was listening to that Andy White podcast, and he was talking about uh, people from, like, California and Florida not used to colder weather climates and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Having trouble. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, you guys ever do... Uh, Tricks of the trade and stuff like that podcast for, like, uh, I used to make when my son raced uh, wear latex gloves under his gloves while he was riding because it gets so cold. We're from Indiana, and yeah, then uh, yeah. when he get blisters, um, sometimes uh, we'd make up, uh, like, uh, baking soda and water into a paste and put it on his blisters and, you know, on his hands, and it make them go away, you know, stuff like that.
5: I don't have any of those tip, tri- the, tips. The latex gloves definitely works. I, I used to do that quite a bit. yeah.
3: Yeah, so so my mom, my mom, who, you know, got it from her mom, my grandma, you know, about the baking soda, t- making it into paste, put it on calluses, and it'll make your calluses go away a lot quicker.
5: Oh, you had to pee, uh, right? See See, calluses for me were critical. Like, if I didn't have calluses on my hands, it was going to be a long summer. So I was always trying to keep my calluses on no matter what, because if I didn't have a callus yeah. there, there was going to be a blister there the next day.
2: Yeah. All right, Chad. Thanks, uh, man. Thanks yeah, for the call. One, one more thing, if I can. Ah, uh, Sure.
3: Thanks. Um, yeah, I heard uh, some about if if the opportunity arises, Chad Reed might do his last motocross the
2: Nations this year. Yeah, he said that on Monday's it, show. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I was just wondering how much you uh, you know the percentage of that actually happening might be. Uh
2: you know what? It's a great question. I have no idea. Uh, I know, like the Australian guys, like like all the other countries around, like the budgets are tight, and I uh, Chad's here in the USA, but he certainly hasn't had great outdoor results. So I. I I don't know, man. I really don't know. I could see it. I can. I could see it. And then other part of me, it just says no way. He, he hasn't been good enough in outdoors for the for to go to Australia. So
3: he's gonna have yeah, to argue for it. I can tell you that. We yeah. already got our tickets and camping reserves.
2: Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Awesome, yeah. man. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. I, I think Thanks he so.
5: could get it done. I think he can, but he's gonna have to push hard on on Gary Williams and these guys to. Uh, push hard against motorcycling australia and he's really going to have to he's got to lean on him he's gonna yeah. have to use his name and use every bit of leverage he has because yeah i mean he hasn't raced outdoors in a long time and they have to know going in that it's not the the most logical pick um so that'll be interesting to see if he actually wants to do it
2: yeah he mentioned racing redbud maybe racing redbud you know just yeah. to 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 show what he can do it right. you know he do it yeah. um I don't know though yeah he, he, listen he, Chad's a great he's an all timer, but when's the last time Chad got an outdoor uh ride that was good you know like, yeah it, it, they
5: they have to know that too they're not they're not stupid no you know they no. they know that they know the the age and the fact that he doesn't race outdoors. they know yeah, all that and they yeah. they watched the last time he rode an MXGP you know yep. two years ago, and that didn't go well, so uh that's there's going to be a lot of politics but, to play on that. I can promise you that but
2: the flip side is like I said, just like Canada or any other smaller country it's very expensive to go to these races and Chad's in Florida. You know what I mean? He 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 can go there no problem. Um they can, you know, if he's up to task, they can save a lot of money by just saying, "Hey Chad, you're on the team."
5: Well, and yeah. two, you have to think this this project is paid for by MA, which is Motorcycling Australia. And when they have Chad on their team, they use that so much in all of their advertising and all of their, you know, uh, trying to reach younger riders yeah. in, in Australia. So it's it's not always about the results. It's about what they can use and to promote that event and to to basically get money for their for their program and for their association. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot to it. So I, I can just see the arguments going on in their meetings because, you know, there's going to be those that are purists with racing and be like, you know, we're podium worthy. We have Hunter Lawrence and we have these guys. We can be in the mix with Dean Ferris. And then there's going to be the other side of, you know, they want that legend guy because they know how powerful yeah. he, hit, he is in the media.
2: Yeah. I mean, Todd Waters and, yep. uh, and Ferris and Lawrence, good team.
5: And Meddy, you know, Meddy was one of those guys too that he was always in that mix too, and he, he's getting older as well, so yeah. he's fighting to be on that team too.
2: Yeah, I think he's racing a little bit now again and all that, so yeah, he's he's in the yeah. mix. Uh, JT, before we wrap up here, uh, we've seen we've seen some improvement from Benny Bloss lately on the uh, on the KTM team. Benny is looking pretty good uh, lately, riding well.
5: Yeah, Benny's been awesome, honestly. Um, he's one of those guys where it's you know he has the talent there. And the struggle for Forrest and, you know, everyone around him is just getting him to bring it on the weekends. And I watched him follow Barsha around for a lap at Salt Lake. And I'm like, that guy could be a top five guy if he could ride like that every lap. Uh, so yeah I think if he can you know have another solid weekend where he stays safe at Vegas he's going to be I'm, he's not going to be a podium level guy outdoors I don't think but mm-hmm. I think he'll be a top 10 guy weekend and week out outdoors.
2: Yeah it'll be interesting to see uh how he does and I am honestly even though he uh, him and I give each other the the, the gears a lot I hope I want to see Pike end up on the podium this weekend that'd be really sweet. He's close. Um, you know obviously with Anderson thinking about the title uh, I could Pike could be in in the running.
5: Yeah, he has the speed, which is the toughest part, and he's riding really well right now, but he he has to eliminate the mistakes that are holding him back. He can't get you can't get caught up in the first turn, you can't, you know, get in, have run-ins with Dino, you can't do all these things that he's having issues with. If you take all that out and you give him a top 5 start, yep. I yep. think he's right there. He's you know, so is Baggett, so is mm-hmm. a few guys. Um, and but it's all about the opportunity and, and the circumstances.
2: Yeah, he rides his stuff well, being SoCal guy and everything else. Um, yeah,
5: and, and you know all these guys are lo- Brayton will be looking to try to end up on the podium his last race. You know, Barsha, obviously, he's, he has that just that Supercross deal. Now he's extended it, but he's going to be needing a contract for 2019 and beyond. Uh so there's a lot of guys that are going into this weekend, you know, with a lot of motivation to get that get that final podium spot because you know that the first two are Marvin with Marvin and Eli, they're going to be okay. probably out front and running yeah. away. And I don't think Anderson's going to be pressing the issue, so there's that third spot that everyone's going to be going to be hoping for when they're sitting on the starting line.
2: Absolutely. All right, JT, well thanks for your help on the show. Fly Race and Moto 60 show, and we will see you this weekend, man. Thank you. I right, guess see you. Right, see you. Fly Racing, Moto60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis Tires. Tits before we go, what are your picks? Picks for this weekend.
0: For this weekend, I think AC is gonna get his first win. Yep. Um and then I think that uh Tomac and then Anderson.
2: Anderson gets second. Anderson gets Clicks second. Title. Yes. No, no, nothing nothing crazy goes on. Will, uh, no. are you going to the Fox store on tomorrow to get Ooh, Ryan Dungey's autograph?
0: I thought that was tonight. I, oh, I thought it was tomorrow. I okay. No, I'm not. Yeah, uh, go to Dungeons? I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy. That, that would be fun to go, but uh, no, I'm not that guy. <laughs> Never at any time I've been to the pits if I asked for an autograph, so... <laughs>
2: Some would say you might be that guy at some point. You would have been that guy. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to uh, flyracing.com, ProTaper, get Max's tires. We're off next week because there's no race, but we will be here the Thursday before Hangtown to preview that thing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the calls. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tits, and uh, we'll see everybody next week.